With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Today's episode of The Shift on R2C2 is brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics has the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. I actually buy a lot of cool stuff from them. They're the official on-field provider of Major League Baseball uniforms. They're also exclusive providers of the authentic MLB postseason division, league, and World Series champions locker room tees. Shop for all the leagues, teams, and players you love online at Fanatics.com. Fanatics officially licensed everything. And now, the shift on R2C2. You know, I hear guys saying, hey, you know, you think you can get to 700, 700? I'm like, hey, I never thought I was going to get to 500 or 600. Yeah. I never think about it. And look, I got 650 plus. I'm like, you know, if a 700 comes, it's great. But if it doesn't come, then, hey. 650 pretty damn good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I don't know to look at my career and say, damn, man, I didn't get to 700. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? We back. Another week of R2C2. That's right, man. And another special episode of The Shift. Yes. Our partnership with the MLBPA. And I mean, see, I, I uh, we have a legend with us today, man. Legend. <laughs> this is such a pleasure, such a treat. Albert Pujols in the building. Albert, thank you for being with us, man. Oh, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. The Shift. Did, did you guys uh, did you guys see the the note about your matchup last night and how rare it is to have a guy with three thousand strikeouts facing someone with six hundred and fifty home runs? <laughs> no. well, I'm, I'm pretty sure one thing that I can tell you I have a, a share in that one in that list, in his list. <laughs> yeah. no, I definitely got a share in those 650 so <laughs> no it's crazy no it's uh it's amazing you know it's a bottom and I've been following this guy for for years you know we've facing each other you know when he was in Cleveland and in Milwaukee you know and now here with the Yankees uh it's an amazing career, you know, uh, future Hall of Fame here. And um, I'm just glad, you know, that I can say to my kids and to my grandkids, you know, one day when he goes in the hole, hey, I was able to face this guy. And, and it's unbelievable. You know, a guy never complains. Uh, he gets the ball every fifth day out there and just get the best, you know, a really competitive, a true competitive, you know, in this game. And, and, and it's hard to find guys like him. And, uh, what an amazing career, you know, and I want to take the chance now that, that I have it in front to congratulation, man. Appreciate uh, what, it, a, what an amazing career, you know, for you and your family, man, and, and good luck and the next chapter in your life, man. But uh, I enjoy, uh, even I'm far away, you know, but I always enjoy, you know, the true competitor that you always have been and the role model that you have been for this game because a lot of people, you know, uh, only look at us 
uh, what we do in the field and what we accomplish, you know. But the most important thing, what you do uh, with that platform that the Lord has given you about giving back in the community and helping others. And I think that's huge, you know, and uh, we can't take that for granted. So congratulations. Well done, brother. Oh, I appreciate that, man. That was, uh, that was awesome. And, you know, us being the same coming up, really together you know what i'm saying and me being able to watch your career and you know already a hall of famer you know i mean what you go what you've done in this game has been amazing and a, a great role model to follow to myself like i said you know us competing against each other but growing kind of growing up yes, together yes, and, and kind yeah. of feeding off each other and watch yeah. what each other is doing it's been making nike trips yeah <laughs> knowing, each, knowing each other better <laughs> it's been crazy man it's been uh it's definitely been a blessing man it's been a blessing for our friendship and i uh i thank you for everything yeah so you were mentioning those numbers and your matchups together. Yeah. So Albert, you're right. C did strike you out five times in his career. Yes. And Albert, you have gone yard against C. So you both are in each <laughs> other's books then when it comes to those stats. Yeah, well, I think he got my share more. <laughs> you know, I'm in his book if you want to call that more, you know. So, you know, but the thing is, bro, when you face guys like him, that caliber, you know, and, and, and an amazing career, um, you know, those guys, uh, they rarely give you one pitch to hit. And when they do, bro, you just need to take advantage of, you know, last night I was able to get a base hit. But, uh, you know, you can see it right there. He's probably not throwing to the level that he used to throw back then. But, but bro, when he was out there in the mound, he's still intimidated, you know, and he still know how to pitch. And I think, <laughs> uh, you know, people think that because – you throw 95, 100 miles per hour, uh, it's easy to go out there and take them out and pitch. You know, guys like him, they had that velocity before, and now there's the end of his career still pitching, you know, to the level and performing the, lo the way that he has performed. It's amazing. I mean, uh, this is not about how hard you throw. It's how, how smart, how you can study the, the, the hitters and send in the hitter, how you can go out there and do your homework and then face him last night. So, uh, a true comparative, man, and, and it's awesome, you know. I think those are the things that I'm pretty sure that he's going to be missing, but he's going to be enjoying his family more often now. He's probably going to have uh, next year in 2020 a really summer with his family <laughs> that, vacation that he can, that he can travel. I mean, when was the last time you 19, can say that? 1997. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I ain't had a summer off. So hey, it's just you know fun. You know what's crazy? Last night, I, like, I felt myself getting emotional a couple of times. I wouldn't look at you when you got in the box. <laughs> um, uh, and and uh, when I walked off the mound, coming, you know, at that last thing, I got the pop-up and I walked off the mound. And then I saw you, like, I, 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 I purposely not didn't look at you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then I had my head down. The first person I look up, I saw was Dylan. And I was like, yeah. damn, like, <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's not so much about, like, the game. I think it's the relationship that you have yes. with, you know, different yes. guys and, mm -hmm. you know, guys that you see come up. And, you know, like, Dylan's like my little brother. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I miss being around these guys every day and hanging out with my teammates. So. That was the most emotional part. Like being out there, you know, I mean, I've done it for 19 years. You know, yes. you know the aches and pains, different surgeries and everything, you know, we go through in the off season to get out there. So mm -hmm. I'm a little sick of that. But but as far as like the the memories, the man, memories the and the guys yeah. and the, you know, the relationships that, 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 you know, uh, that's what I cherish the most. And I think I'll miss the most. No, it was pretty special last night. You know, I went through, obviously, uh, 
uh, early this year, you know, when I went to San Luis for the first time in eight oh, years. Man, that, was, that was emotional was, for me. It was <laughs> crazy, bro. And then to see that last night, it was like deja vu for me, you know, because I had that that experience in San Luis. And, you know, you need to give a lot of credit to these fans, man, the for way sure. that they obviously uh, staying last night for you and just really woke you off pretty much. And that's what true fans do, mm -hmm. man. You know, it doesn't matter. That's what true fans, they appreciate. They appreciate. I'm pretty sure the Yankees fans appreciate that you know uh your whole career so and you know it's not over i mean you guys are <laughs> you guys are in the playoff and you know i'm pretty sure you go and and you drink and your goal is to try win a championship this year and and walk out you know with the big door open you know having a trophy and you know good luck to you guys you know uh, you has you guys having a great team and uh hopefully i know you guys bent up a little bit lose a couple of arm in there and injury but uh if you stay healthy man you guys are gonna be pretty dangerous in the playoff it's been crazy you guys been dealing with a lot of injuries too huh it's, it's been nuts how it's many tough. injuries we dealt with man I, i've never seen anything like what we've had i mean even so many you guys have so many yeah. guys, big guys go down man that, that makes it hard man it, it's really frustrating because uh you know our gm and our front office and our owners man they work their butt off to put a quality team together that they believe that is going to perform in 2019 and then you know um less than 10 games into a season you lose three or four guys that you really count on mm -hmm. it you know i mean now Thursday end you know we lost jay up and then Upton, you know and sacos early mm -hmm. in the year or shohei otani you know just last week with a knee surgery uh it's hard because you expecting guys to step up you know but they never used to be in in in, in, in that, that situation platform, in that yeah. situation you know so it's tough you asking young guys you know to do that but uh it's hard man it's hard and i think that's something in the game that you cannot control injuries man i mean when you are there playing every day i mean you can do whatever you can in the workout room train hard in the off season but man when you go every day 162 games um you know um you just pray every day that you that you don't get hurt that you stay healthy and and that's hard because you in the field pretty much you take the ball every fifth day but then during uh those three days you're doing your bullpen you're working out and, and getting yourself ready for your next start for me it's the same thing the days that i don't play i actually lift weights and then have take to swings in take swings and do all that so it's, it's really going all the time and really after yes we've been doing it for so long and we be able to do it for so long like that with the success that we had because the workout that we have put together in the off season. So, but it's tough. It's frustrating, you know, when you lose uh, guys like that. That's why it's been so amazing to watch what we've been able to do with, you know, M Miguel going down, Andujar going down mm -hmm. three, you know, a couple of days into the season and Gio Urshela stepping up, you know, yes. G's, I mean, you know, um, Giancarlo's only played 10 games for us. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You know, Sockman stepping up. Like, these guys have been huge, and you can't expect guys to yeah. do what these guys have done. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And, and, uh, but it's just been amazing. We've been, we're in this position that we're in because of all the young guys yes. that stepped up and, and, and just not did what the guys that were hurt can do they just just filled their role you yeah. know what i'm saying and not trying to do too much but the thing is that that was the same thing when i was in san Luis, bro those young guys we were not asking too much but those guys step up to the level you know they it, we were even shocking you know but yeah. i think i'm pretty sure in your clubhouse you guys make those guys so comfortable the young players you know hey you belong here you know you're here because mm -hmm. you're going to help us out the year this year to win a championship mm -hmm. and it's the same thing you know our clubhouse here with the angels i'm like those guys uh, the relationship whether you come from 
another team or whatever, um, it starts in spring training. And we know sooner or later those guys are going to help us to win during the course of the season. For sure. And, you know, I remember when I was in San Luis in 2011, we have a bunch of injuries, but those guys step up. You know, the guy like the John Jay, the Dave Free, Daniels the Car. So guys that really people don't expect thing. And all of a sudden, those are the guys on time in the playoff that really win the yeah. MVP and, the, and all that, you know, because nobody's expecting those guys to step up. And then they give them the opportunity and have uh, a great series, you know, and all that help us to win. But it takes more. I know we have carrying 25 players in the roster, but at the end of the day, you know, it takes more than that, including the coaches and then the front office and everybody uh, from the bad boy to the clubhouse, the, all those guys that really work so hard that people don't get to see that they're behind the scene to pretty much let us go out there and play and make it easy for us. And, and you know, we need to give a lot of credit to those guys too. I was just saying, I always tell guys in spring training, um, you know, when we sitting in that room, that, that pitcher's room, when we first get in there, everybody in here is going to pitch mm -hmm. in the big leagues on this mm -hmm. team. So be ready. You know yes. what I'm saying? I mean, no matter, from, you know, the, the, the youngest guy to the oldest guy, we use everybody. So if you're in this room, you got a chance to pitch. So be ready, man. Yes. You know, for both of you guys, because you both, you know, you've won championships, you've, you've achieved personal accolades, you've been, you know, leaders in the community and, and leaders in the clubhouse. C and Albert, do you guys remember when you first felt comfortable being that voice that you're describing being like you in the pitcher's room and what you're describing, C and Albert, you being a leader and looking around and saying, hey, you know, it's, it's going to take more than just, you know, the five stars on this team. We need everybody if we're going to do this this year. Do you remember like when it was in your careers where you felt like, hey, I can take on this role. I can be this voice. Yeah, I think for me it was back in St. Louis, and I think uh, it all comes with guys that we have around, guys that really take us under the win. I mean, I got guys like Mark Marwai, Gene Emmons, you know, Scott Rowland, Placido Polanco, Edgar Interilla, Fernando Viña, Matt Morris, Daryl Kyle. I mean, I can name the list up and down, but those guys really uh, made me comfortable. I say early, you know, you have to – treat those guys like they belong here and you know they knew I was the youngest player in the team they knew that I was going to help that ball club in 2001 to win and to hopefully go to the playoff and they made me comfortable they say bro you don't have to be a superstar to be a leader and that's what I tell these guys right now because everybody's looking like the Mike Trout the best player in the game even though he's a leader in our clubhouse you know but you know you need to look like the David Fletcher and guys mm -hmm. like that they're really they're really uh, go out every day and we respect them, you know, and, and they care, you know, they wear that jersey with honor every day. So uh, you don't have to be a superstar in a clubhouse to be a leader, you know. You just need to earn that respect the way that you go about it every day with your workout, the way you respect people in the clubhouse, and the way you respect your teammates. And that's something that I learned on the young age really, really quick uh, because I was around so many veteran guys. I mean, I remember when I was in Houston, First of all, I remember in 2001 when I broke camp, I wasn't even going to be in the team. They just took me for some exhibition game to go to Seattle and Oakland. And Daryl Kyle told me, uh, don't be afraid to make the all-star game. 
you know and i remember i was one of the last guy to get and i'm like wow that wasn't <laughs> that's the pressure right there you know well he told me that and then right in there like i felt afraid that i felt i i felt the the present i felt like i belong and then all the guys just rallying around me and surround me and there's really tell me the right way and, and i think that's the that's the thing that we wanna you know since this is last year this year my hopefully you know in two years uh if i can stay healthy and, and that's the mark that we want to left behind you know just to train these kids and teach these kids you know we don't want to babysit it because that's not our job we yeah. have a job to do but we want to then to take this game serious and don't take anything for granted so that way the younger that they can learn uh, how to do that, the better success that they're going to have. And hopefully, um, if we can encourage some of those young guys and, and they can pick it, you know that the next generation after that, they're going to do the same thing. And hopefully, that's that's how you build guys like CeCe and myself. I mean, it wasn't just we wake up one day and all of a sudden, you know, we were like, yeah, we got it. We got to figure it out. No, <laughs> yeah, no. It, took, it took a lot of work, you know, from all the guys that really pour into. And I'm pretty sure that CeCe has done that in his career. And I am pretty sure I've done that in my, in my career, you know. Yeah, for, for sure. For me, it, it, in Cleveland, um, you know, started. For me, I wanted to be a leader so bad when I was uh, young. I had, to, I had to work at it. I had to learn how to, how to kind of um, – how to kind of lead and, 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 you know, try to try to do it the right way, I guess. Um, you know, when I was, you know, my first couple of years, I wanted to be like the ace, the guy right away. And mm -hmm. it, it just wasn't coming, you know, like I thought it should. And, um, it just took me a while. I had to step back and, and, you know, um, learn how to, you know, hang out with people, learn how to lead people and, and lead by example and go out and be a good teammate and learn from your leave mistakes. it on the field. Yeah. Learn, you know, learn, learn from everything. So, I think it took me a little while to to um to figure that out. I always had great rookie, I mean, uh, great veterans around me. I had Ellis Burks, you know, uh, Kenny Lofton, uh, Robbie Alomar, Omar Vizquel, um, you know, Jim Tomey. These guys were awesome for me, mm -hmm. um, and they taught me really how to treat people, you know, and 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 treat the young guys. And um, you know, the, the way our clubhouse is now was the way they treated me. You know, mm -hmm. um, I, I told Ellis Burks the other day, you know, he bought me my first suit in the big leagues, and <laughs> all these guys now, Domingo Herman, Sevy, all these guys, I bought all these guys these, yeah. their, their first suit. And now they turn around and you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. just like paying it forward and, and kinda yeah. you know, passing it down. So uh yeah, but I think I think I, I really had to learn how to lead in, you know, in my mid twenties in Cleveland for sure. You know, this is why I love our podcast, Albert. And C and I know this because we get to experience this all the time. Mm -hmm. But for our audience, and right now I, I want to put myself in their place, like we're listening to two Hall of Famers just rap about <laughs> going through their the game. You know, it's it's what makes what what C and I do here so beautiful. It's like mm -hmm. when you get this opportunity, I just love hearing you guys go through these stories. And I do have to tell you this, you know, I said the 3,000 strikeout, 650 home run matchups in baseball history. Well, I just have to give you the other names because it's amazing, guys. It was last night with you two, okay? The other times it's happened in baseball history, Bob Gibson facing Hank Aaron, Jeez. Randy Johnson against Barry Bonds, and Greg, Greg Maddox against Barry Bonds. That's I mean, crazy. Not about group. Pretty cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's insane, man. Bob Gibson yeah. and Hank Aaron just gave me chills. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's, like, that's like I mean you grew uh, up listening to those names pretty the special B, yeah to be like well I grew up you know with Buck Gibson in St. Louis telling me hey man back in the day 
you know, if I would have faced you, I would have thrown you up and in. <laughs> and if you look at me, I would have hit you the next time back. <laughs> you know, no, that's, that's awesome. That's you know? cool. I always had good relationships with all the older players that yeah. was always around. Bob Feller was always one guy that I was um, always really close to. And I got a chance to see some of his stats. We got similar numbers, too. And, um, you know, he just really, like, gave me the mentality of he used to always ask me, like, how many games you going to win this year? And I'd be like, I want to win 20. He'd be like, well, how many are you going to start? Uh, you know, 30 to 35. Well, what you going to fucking lose? 15? Like, <laughs> no, you're going to yeah. win all these motherfuckers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, he just really gave me that, like, go out every start and I'm going to win. The, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to yeah. win this game. And it, it kind of started with Bob Feller and mm-hmm. um, just a lot of the, I, I'm grateful for a lot of those old relationships that I have with, you know, the Yogi Bears and, you know, um, you know, Gator now yeah. and, um, so it's, it's, it's cool just to good. Have those, it's just cool to have those guys. When I was in yeah. St. Louis, you know, just to see a stay music, you know, come mm-hmm. through that room and just man light up, smile, you know, the Buck Gibson, the Lou Brock, Red Shanning. That's you amazing. Know? I mean, all those guys just to sit down and talk. You know, I remember, you know, I asked a question. We were like uh, in the training room, and I asked uh, Red Shanning, I'm like, Red, like back in the day, do you have? Do you used to have like six fields like this to practice it? Like. <laughs> No, you crazy I'm like you know and for the rookies we had one field first of all and for the rookie you had to wait until all the guys hit and then you can hear afterwards like you know and when and look at it they used to do that back in the day and i mean we are so blessed that we're playing and and this generation like sure. this and then the fields are better and all that i mean i sit down and talk to those guys and just they used to tell me a story i was like wow that's crazy i'm like there's no way that i'd be able to perform you know on this and those level conditions, and right? those conditions and those guys did it it's amazing that's yeah. that's what's so beautiful you know to sit down and just talk to them about the bus drive the you know the competitor that they were and and you know and give you shields man like uh, just think about that man and it's it's, it's so awesome so i'm blessed you not know, just with a great career that i've been having you know in my life but to be able to be around great people that love the game of baseball and they really tell me so much Albert, can you remember an interaction with either a legend in the game or let's just say anyone famous in this world doesn't have to be baseball related, but like where you felt truly in awe, truly starstruck? Well, for me, it's how to be a stand the man, bro. Yeah. And San mm-hmm. Luis, I mean, the, the, the first time that I got a chance to meet him and just talk to him a little bit about hitting, it was just amazing, you know, because when I got to San Luis, I didn't know much until, you know, I, I make up the, I make the team. And then, you know, for opening day, for me, it's like San Luis is like, one of the best tradition that they have with the cars and and you know for opening day it's just unbelievable and having those guys all the hall of fame line up wearing the red jacket so the first time that i saw stem man it was like what stem music you know like <laughs> you know and then I, later on we became really close friend with the he came to a lot of my events and just you know pretty much every other week uh you know, he would have come to the clubhouse uh, when we were hung and just uh, we would just start talking and just talk baseball, man. That was it. And and he asked me about, you know, one of the, the coolest stories that I have. <laughs> it was a he picked my bat one time. And uh, at that time, I, I was using 34, 32 and a half. And he told me, he's like, this is a two pick. I'm like, how can you hear with this? There's no way I can hear this. So stuff like that is a cool story, you know, just being around those guys. But I would say it has to be uh, stem usual 
Oh, that's amazing, man. I mean, I could see, because then, like, if you have Stan Usual there as a resource, right, you got to be like, well, can I go back to him? Like, can I keep asking him about him, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah, exactly. Y- you want to keep going back to him. You know, uh, y- you guys have seen so much. I- and this is this may seem sort of like a very just general question, but because of all you've accomplished in the baseball you've played, I'm just wondering, see, I don't know if I've asked you even ever like this, but just if I was going to say, who are the best players each of you have competed against, who would you say? You know, it doesn't have to be one, but if you think of like one or two, you're just like, man, that guy was filthy. That guy was nasty. That guy was such a tough out. Who would you guys think about um, first? Man, you know who comes to my mind because I played against him so much? It was Carlos Beltran. <laughs> mm. And he, I think he, like people don't realize how good he was in yes. Kansas City. Yes. I mean, he did everything. He yes. ran. I mean, he played the base. I mean, you know, ran the bases well. He played defense. He hit on both sides. Um, you know, they're talking about five tools. He has these tools. He had know, everything. He knew how to play the game. <laughs> yeah, was he, was, he was one of the guys when we played Kansas City, I was like, fuck, man, I got to face Carlos today. <laughs> yeah. And then if I walk him, he's still in second and third. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was just, he was always uh, he was always rough and tough for me to face. Mm-hmm. For me, I think, uh, you know, it had to be, you know, facing those guys, uh, too. I mean, facing guys like Greg Maddox, you know, and, and John Small going into Atlanta, you know, guys that I really grew up uh, watching and, and now I'm facing, I was like, wow, this is this is crazy. And just to compare it, I say early, you know, like when you face guys like CC, John Small, Greg Maddox, I mean, those guys... They might give you a pitch to hit, and you better take advantage, get a base hit, and you might just do the whole series. I remember going into Atlanta early when those guys, you had to face Matt O'Glav and John Small. I mean, I'm like, man, if I can get two here in this series, yes, I got a class, <laughs> you know? So so those guys, and I think uh, early for me, I think Tal Helton, uh, every time I went to Colorado, man, that that was a, one of the sweetest swing from the left side that I had seen. And just hitting the ball all over the place. Unbelievable. Park I mean, when I went to Colorado, you remember, I, I played rise, left field, third base, first base, everywhere. And I remember mm-hmm. playing in the outfield. When I left there from a, for a three-game series, like my hands was so sore from those guys hit a ball in the gap that were automatic triple. Larry Walker and Tall Helton. And it was <laughs> unbelievable. One of the sweetest swings. But uh, also so competitive, you know, and later on, uh, you know, t- 2004, 2005, I had the opportunity and the privilege to play with Larry Walker, you know, one of the toughest guys that I ever played again against and with. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, for sure. I mean, the numbers speak for itself, yeah. buddy. The numbers speak for itself. So. It, it, Albert, C has told us a story before um, where he first, and C, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was Harold Reynolds texting you who first brought up 3,000 strikeouts to you, right? Yeah, 3,000 strikeouts, 250 wins, yeah. Yeah, he was the one who kind of put it on your radar. Ha- Albert, have you ever had someone like kind of been unaware of, you know, I don't know, a record or milestone you're coming upon, and then someone reaches out to you and you're like, oh, wait, that's kind of cool. Like, I want to hit that number. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, you know, the I think the 650 and 650 doubles and 650 homers, I think that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, that's something that... You know, I wasn't even aware, and one of the guys actually was one of the guys in our clubhouse, Shane Bennett, who's really a brilliant guy. He's he's know about number. He's like, dude, do you know that you are the first player down now? Like, what? No, no, like I don't really. We don't. I don't know, CZ, but myself, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard because we we are aware. You know what's around. We are aware 
but it's not like we come into the ballpark and say, I'm going to pass this guy. Yeah, I'm going like, to do but this. I never, that's what, but know, I, I never played the game for numbers anyway. Yes, you no, know what I'm saying? I never played winning and, and building a relationship. That's you know? all and, it was. And the success that we had, thank God, is because we never thought about that. We yeah. never put that pressure on ourselves. I think if I, I, I would have started my career saying I wanted 3,000 strikeouts, I would have I would have never no, got here. No, no. You know what because I'm saying? Because you like, would have tried mm. so hard, you know? So I think sometimes, when I, even when I talk, uh, I'm talking to the media and they get frustrated because they really want me to talk to them about my accomplishment. Um, I tell them, I'm like, God, that's not what I play, man. I play to help this organization, the San Luis Cardinals organization, or the Angels organization now, to win. Because at the end of the day, that, that's what matters the most. And then if I do that, believe it or not, I'm going to put numbers. That, about to, everything's going to be there at the end anyway. Yes. If you plan for the right reasons, we start winning, your number's going to be yes. there. We're yes. winning because of my numbers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and then you're going to have plenty of time. When you don't plan to, worry to about look all back and say, wow, you know, but like for me, when I'm really uh, in the game, I really try to stay focused every day. And listen, we are human and it's really easy to get caught up into that. So that's why really, I'm really good on blocking all that stuff that's going to take that distraction for me uh, to help myself to prepare for the game. So I really try to block all that. And, you know, I hear guys saying, hey, you know, you think you can get to 700, 700? I'm like, hey, I never thought I was going to. I get to 500 or 600 yeah. i never think about it and look i got 650 plus i'm like you know if a 700 comes it's great but if it doesn't come then hey 650 i'm gonna look at my career and say damn man i didn't get to 700 i'm like <laughs> you know i think i think you know god i think the lord would judge me for that you know because it's been an unbelievable <laughs> career yeah i think no. it's, it's hard man when I don't know. It, baseball is different. It's hard to play for numbers, man. It's just it's just really hard to do. And I think the guys that have the best numbers and and uh, amass all these you know accomplishments and awards and stuff, I think they could tell you that they don't play for no. for none of that stuff. And it just kind of happens, I guess. That take care right, of yourself. Like, I would almost think it's easier to uh, pile up those numbers when you're playing on a team that's in it. Throughout the entire season, right? yeah, that's what I was like, about to say. Like this, this yeah. last year, you know, what I'm saying we've been going all through this with me, my last year, whatever, whatever. It's been easy to deal with all that because we trying to go out and win a baseball game every every day. Like last night, yeah, it was my last start, but we trying to clinch. We're yeah. trying to actually really win the game. So mm-hmm. it takes the focus off it, you know, of being about one person, yes. Yes. which is I'm I'm fine with. You hated it right there, dude. I'm because fine with this that, is man. this is not about CC. This is not about about no. Arbit Pujols. You have 25 other guys the call up in September, you know, and it's about a team. We a team. This is not a, like one accom- uh, single accomplishment. You know, you need guys for Hank. He need a catcher to throw the ball, you know, and guys to make defense for myself. I need guys to get on base for me to drive and all that to be able to, to reach those milestones that I have. So it's really a group, uh, uh, you know, it's not one individual. So I think for me, I always try to take that the, really the spotlight, the focus. And this is from day one, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that, hey, this is about the organization. This is about our team. How can we get better? And hopefully at the end of the day, try to accomplish what we all want, all 30 teams, uh, going into spring training when we break camp is to win a championship. So uh, I try to do that uh, the best that I can, um, you know, every day. Now, sure. Albert, you were, I mean, it's not like you were the first pick of the draft, right? I mean, you were a, <laughs> you're a 13th round pick and initially i believe in 98 or 99 99 99 yeah. 402 
you, you could, wow. How about that? I think 401 people feel pretty crappy about themselves. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking this though, Albert, like at what point twofold, like at one point did you realize as you're going through the minors, like, Oh, like, you know, I, I I'm, I'm going to mash here. Like I'm going to do my thing or do, or did you always have that belief? And at one point did you start to see like the organization realize whoa, 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 we, we have something like really special in this guy. Well, for me, uh, like you said, I think uh, being drafted uh, 402 in the 13th round by the Cardinals, uh, by the way, let, let me go back a little bit. I didn't even know that I was getting a scouting by the, the, by the Cardinals. I, I believe really, really uh, that I was going to get drafted either by the Royals, by the Tampa Bay uh, Rays, or oh, oh, um, oh, the New York Mets or Pittsburgh. Those were the 14, like I built a relationship with the scout. Uh, you know, one of my best friends who passed away early this year, who's one of my mentor, uh, Fernando Arango, he used to uh, be the scout for the Tampa Bay Dover Race. And, and then 1999, he took me to a workout down to uh, Tropicana Field, and I did a tryout, and they told me, hey, man, we're going to pick you probably in the first two or three uh, round, which, you know, my encouragement to young players right now and that they're a high school kid, that they have a scout or people telling them to that they're going to get drafted in the first round, second round, don't believe it. Don't I mean, listen don't, to Don't listen to crap. all that, man. <laughs> Just go about it by your business, work out, and whatever happened, happened. Because what that did to me, I kind of like uh, – it put me in a place that, you know, listen, everybody wants to get drafted. So I, I did at the end of the day. But I remember going to that draft year in 1999. It was so tough because I was waiting for that call. I'm like, yes, I'm going to be probably one of the top pick, whatever, in the country and this and that. It never happened. So, you know, first round, eighth round, all the rounds came. Boston called in the ninth round. They want to draft me, but they didn't want to pay for my school. And I was like, listen, school is more important for me. They let me go. Then the New York Mets called. And at that time, I had an agent that I guess was asking too much for that round. So they passed me along. And then the Cardinals oh. came in the 13th round, you know. But uh, I think for me, I, looking all that back, it's like, man, it's a blessing. It's, because I was about to say, it's you know what I mean? Blessing, God man. always has a plan for you, and you just mm -hmm. need to you just need to follow. You just need to listen and follow. Because maybe if I would have gone to Tampa, if I would have gone with the Mets, or if I would have gone with Boston, Pitch, maybe I wouldn't have that career. You know, nah, they wouldn't have been able so, to like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah so, um, you know, when I got drafted, man, it was really frustrated. But I took that, and I remember as of right now, I can close my eyes. Leaving my house, telling my wife, I'll be back because I was so crying. I was so frustrated, you know, because I didn't get drafted, uh, you know, in the first five or ten rounds, whatever. And I left home, and I turned the radio, man, and I think it was George Brett's brother that was on a radio show. He calling, which, you know, George Brett is a uh, – he has – I'm number one fans. I mean, being in Kansas City, you know, he's the king over there in Kansas City. And <laughs> he was talking a story about his brother uh, telling him, I'm like, George, you better sign and you're going to prove them that they're wrong and your money you're going to make it in the big leagues. Don't worry about the draft and all that. So I don't know if that was true, but I heard that story that his brother say, man, and that was that was this, the sign that I say. So I turned around, I went back to my wife and I told him, you know what? I'm going to go and sign and I'm going to go play with the Cardinals and I'm going to take that and uh, use it, you know, put that as, as a chip on my shoulder and I'm going to try to play three years 
And then finally, if I don't make it to the big leagues, then I quit the game, which at that time wow. I was so frustrated. I was lying. You know, it probably was a lie, but I was so frustrated and I was so hurt because I listened to so many people telling me, do you know, the rounds that I did, that you were going to go and it didn't happen. And you know what? And at, it that time, you down. at that time, not to cut you, but but you think that that's that's your baseball career? Yeah, like getting yeah. drafted is your yeah. career. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. you don't you can't see past yes. anything other than what round you get drafted in. So yeah, like that's a huge deal for you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? At and, that at that age, exactly. And I told my wife that I told my wife, you know, three years. Literally, you know it, man. I only took me one year, and I was in the big league the next year. Yeah, you know, wow. and it's it's amazing. You know, like I tell people that story, they don't believe it. They're like, "What?" And you know, now you see guys getting drafted. They rush it through the season. They have success, better player, good arm, good talent, and then one year they're in the big leagues. You know, back then, nineteen ninety nine, man, to get to the big leagues in it one did, year, only one happen. year in the money, it didn't happen too yeah. many times. So for me to do that, man, that was just a, a great accomplishment and you know something that I give God the glory and my families they stand behind me and Rob was pushing me my coaches you know from the minor league that year um, in 2000 where'd you start I started in Peoria Illinois and Peoria and then, then I went to high A Potomac Potomac yeah. that's where we crossed yeah yeah because Coco was on that Coco, team right yeah. yeah Coco Victor Martinez that, that's where we yeah. crossed yeah, uh -huh. yeah Victor yeah. was there because uh, I was in Kinston and yeah, Kinston. Yeah, uh -huh. and uh -huh. Then yeah. Kinston used to have that, that field that you had the wire. Was it the wire in the middle yeah, of the field? Yeah. Go <laughs> like power line wire, like in right the middle across, of the field. Yeah. yeah, so that's where we, <laughs> yeah, in Potomac. That's where we crossed yeah. past. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah, oh, amazing. So I know it's a long story, man. I mean, we'd no, be here I, all day, I, but it's just it just stuff like that that I that I take this opportunity, you know, and CC can agree with me, and just to to tell those high school kids that have the talent and the ability. Listen, you don't have to be a first round pick. No. You don't have to be a second round pick. You can be four hundred uh, and two in the draft, and still maybe you don't gonna get the opportunity that a first rounder will get. But man, if you work hard. And you show the organization that you belong and you can get to the next level and get to the big league and help that ball club to win. Uh, they will give you that opportunity. So what I'm trying to say with this is like never take anything for granted. Nope. You know, I mean, yes, it's great to have uh, a great check and, and, and signing bonus, you know, but if you have a great career, you're going to make your money at the end of the day in this level. You know, Albert. That's a great. All, that's a great story oh, for the high school it, kids, uh, whoever out there listening to this, for sure. It, amazing. See, I, I mean, just in, for, Albert, you're gonna have to come back on sometime, man. <laughs> for sure. Well, Sissy, <laughs> Sissy, know where he's, where he can find me. <laughs> <laughs> You are, I mean, you are an incredible storyteller, and this is such a treat for us and for our audience. Real quickly, I know you got to run. With these episodes with the shift in our partnership with the MLB Players Association here on R2C2, we like to just end the episodes asking, what do you love most about this game, and what's one thing you'd like to see changed about the game? So I just want to give you the opportunity to ask you that and answer that before uh, we let you get back to work here. Well, two things. <laughs> I don't love the ship. Because <laughs> that, thing, that thing hurts everybody, buddy. fucking ship. Yes, that hurts everybody, buddy. I don't like that. You know you know how many hits, got, man, I've been wrong? We got to rename this, this, oh. ep, this, uh, this yeah. podcast episode. I don't yeah. like that, bro. I don't like that. You know, I think for me, uh, 
I don't know. It's, it's just so much because it's just a different generation right now. You know, obviously, they're, they're, they're trying to change so much again. I just wish that the game can go back to where it was when I came up. You know, the umpire get control, the call. I know they're spending a lot of money on the instant replay and all that. But one thing that I can say, those umpires, man, they work hard every day to try to get better. And I know that they, 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 a lot of people, they take a lot of criticism for people and all that. But they're human. At the end of the day, they, they make mistakes. So if 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 uh, if it's for me, one thing that I can those are the two things: the shift and just let the umpire make. If it's a homer, it's a homer. That's it. If if it was a foul ball, hey, forget about it. You know. So, uh, but like switching the first and third, and I know next year they're gonna uh, add a couple of more things. It just it just really the game is changing, and and I think it's taking a lot of fun uh, from the game. You know. Mm -hmm. So. But uh, I would say as of right now, those are the two things that I really think about it, the shift, and then just let the umpire have the control, you know, to, to continue to call the game, you know, because they work hard every day, uh, you know, to be the best, to be the best. And they make mistakes like we do, you know, with base running and error and striking out. So that's the way it goes. And I know at the end of the day, the game can be long, whatever it is. But you know what? The true fan... It doesn't matter if they take 10, 10 hours, man. They come and support the team, uh, you know, and, and hopefully see the, their home team win. And, and that's that's what we play for, you know, uh, to hopefully bring a, a smile on the fans and, and, and to, uh, you know, hopefully they can enjoy a great game. Albert, absolutely tremendous stuff. Cannot thank you enough for doing this. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, we like to end each episode by asking our guests to remind our audience to rate, review, and subscribe to R2C2. So would you do us the honor of just imploring our audience to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast? So you want me to say that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Oh, okay, guys, please, <laughs> if you're listening out there, to rate, review, and subscribe. And subscribe, please. Hey, guys, this is the most fun that I had this year. I'm telling you, man. This is, this is cool, you know. Sitting with CC here, man, a future Hall of Fame with amazing career. You know, we know each other for a long, for a long, long, time. long time. We battle each other back and forth. And, uh, you know, this is pretty special. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, you can have me on anytime you want. CC, I have my number. All he needs to do, send me a test. And, you know, I'm on, man. So thank you so much, guy. Bless. Appreciate Appreciate it, brother. Oh, thank you, Albert. That means the world. Continued success, man. Thank you so much.